Welcome to Spook Squad, your one-stop shop for all things paranormal. I'm Colin. And I'm John. And we are back on the 11th day of Christmas. Again? Again. Why again? Because I deleted the last recording. Going back to Colin's uh, board of the shit. <laughs> to be fair, I'm really tired today. As if we can't tell. I am exhausted. Don't know why I haven't really been like overly busy, but I am just. It's because you haven't had enough to do. You've sat on your ass all day. Doctor John comes in the room. You've sat on your bum all day. You're bored shitless. Get out there, live your life, be great. Have you seen the weather outside? It's perfect weather for camping. It's perfect weather to go flying on your ass and end up in hospital. You do that in anyways. You don't need the snow for that. I don't need the snow nor the ice for that exactly. So add the snow and ice. It's a guarantee. Oh, I'm hibernating. We're buying a sledge. I'm a bay. I'm hibernating for the winter. You're a Chewbacca. As I sit in my dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here on the 11th day. We've got another one. Again? Again. I think it's the same one I spoke about <laughs> last time. So, another one. At least you might not get tongue-tied this time. Well, maybe. We'll <laughs> see. It's the haunting at the Crescent Hotel. Nice hotel. It's, I don't know, I've never been. From the video I watched, I did. Right. I'll watch a video of it. So the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, was built in 1886, the 1800s again, and is rumoured to harbour numerous ghosts, who seem to be especially playful during the holidays. One Christmas, the staff came down to set up the dining room, only to find the Christmas tree had been moved from one side of the room to the other. Another year, all the menus in the dining room had been scattered around the room. Other visitors have reportedly seen groups of ghostly dancers clad in Victorian era clothing, whirling around the deserted dance floor. I do want to say that ghosts must have had a interior decorating problems. Didn't like the tree oh. in the one corner, so it moved it to the other. I don't know. Didn't like the menus on the table, so it thought, nah, screw this. I'm throwing them all over. Well, I believe, right, we didn't mention this last time we recorded. So glad we're recording again. I think it's a spirit, one of the spirits that we talk to. We've talked to. We've talked Jeff, to. Jesus, when we've been to America. <laughs> that we've talked about in the last episode. So, we're getting into it. Built in 1886, as you already know. There's been hundreds of tales of paranormal experiences in the Crescent Hotel and Spa. And given its history, it's not surprising Besides being a popular mountaintop resort, the hotel has served as both a girls' college and a cancer hospital where Dr. Norman Baker claimed to have the cure for cancer. Cure for cancer? But yet we still can't do it now? Exactly. Announced as America's most haunted hotel by the likes of ghost hunters and ghost adventurers, an ambience of extraordinary experiences have always attracted the attention of paranormal investigators who have travelled to the property to study and research the hotel's supernatural activity. And some of these spirits are fame tales include room 218 where Michael, the Irish stonemason, who fell to his death when building the hotel, is known to have hung out. Theodora, a cancer patient, is known to be seen fumbling for her keys outside room 419 as well as tidying up for guests when they leave the room. Brecky, a four-year-old child of Richard and Mary Breckenridge Thompson, 
who died in the hotel due to complications from appendix. He has been seen throughout the hotel often bouncing a ball. Dr. John Fremont Ellis, the hotel's in-house doctor. The late 19th century is most often seen or his cherry pie tobacco is smelled near his office which is now room 212. And lastly Morris, the famed hotel cat, was known as a hotel general manager for 21 years and later buried on the hotel property, is regularly seen and heard. That's a long time for a cat. Yeah. 21 years. My poor Simon, bless his soul, he lasted 13, 14 years. <coughs> and then cancer took him, sadly. Yeah, that was a sad day. So that's a hell of a life for a cat. That's a very long life for a cat. Couldn't have been very mobile. And he was the general manager. Can you imagine? The what? cat being the general manager? Yeah. Was known as the, the hotel general manager. Imagine going up to the cat, asking permission for a day off. And the cat always says no. No! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking slave driver. <laughs> Morris. <laughs> but the thing is, as much as that cat's a lovely cat. Why is it walking the halls? Yeah, well, he was general manager. Are He's we? making sure the place is still good running. Making sure it's still going. But of all them spirit, not one seems to be pretty scary. I mean, the four-year-old child, yeah, all right. Because, let's face it, if you have a four-year-old child laugh while you've seen a ball bouncing, that's quite a bit of a... That's usually a bad omen, it yeah. sounds. Yeah, and you kind of have, like, an eerie feeling about that. But if you've seen your bed being made by Theodora, you ain't complaining. Oh, God, no. No. You could walk out the hotel with all your comfort, knowing that the room's going to be made for the, the maid coming in to pick all your stuff up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and cherry pie tobacco. You're going to feel it all. Yeah, it's going to be a really nice smell. Well... To a smoke as it is, to people that don't smoke, it's going to be horrid. But I don't see the them hotels actually being overly, overly bad, although really... You're going to have an eerie feeling, but you're not going to sit there and go, I don't want to be here. It says, yeah, it's part of the mystery unsolved. A reoccurring phenomenon happens in the spot on the third floor where the hotel connects to an annex built onto the hotel when it was a hospital. The area has been said to the be... The area? Yeah, the area has been said to be a portal to the other side. Multiple guests have grown faint, with a few passing out briefly. At the same stop on the nightly ghost tour, with no reasonable explanation. The occurrences going to spurts, May happen over several weeks or months and then none for some time. Guests suddenly turn pale, falling against and then sliding down the wall in a faint. Although the loss of consciousness does not last very long and complete recovery is immediate. It tends to further substantiate the hotel's legacy supernatural connection to the paranormal. So, yeah, so that is fainting. One of the things, obviously, there is, we talked about this before, is, is the fainting, is it not someone who's just overly, who's been overly um, energised or they're having huge anxiety? You, you turn Full on of say, adrenaline. Yeah, you say to someone, like, you're standing in a portal, 
you're going to instantly think it just takes one person to say the kind of brief and, and everyone, everyone starts, else starts panicking so they might end up knocking themselves dizzy I've, I've like went out to panic attacks and stuff like that when I've had them and at the end of the day it can happen so maybe that's not actually spirit related it's more it's more of a human uh, reaction isn't it it's... yeah more of a human reaction to actually being in a situation where you're expecting something to happen and something that is likely to scare the shit out of you. I mean, for most people, they've probably watched a film where the, the film's mentioned the pole being in that particular spot and the second someone goes near that portal, yeah, demons come out of it and snatch them away. Yeah, the thing is, when you talk about horn, you kind of do revert back to an old paranormal, uh, paranormal but an old horror films. You know, like, um, if someone turned around and says to me, demon, they'd be sitting there expecting someone with bright green eyes and long fingernails come running and slabbering all over. Dragging you by your foot down the corridor. Yeah. That's what I would expect when someone says demon, but the reality with demon is you'll never see a demon. You wouldn't even notice, eh? You'd just notice some mischief with your, say, antics going on. Yeah, you'd see a black shadow, maybe. And you probably wouldn't even realise the end result. Bad smells. Got that sitting right next to us. It does say here that they have a year round the hotel host paranormal thrill seekers and over 35,000 of these ghost hunters will take the tour annually. 35,000. That's a lot of people. The interest... No wonder we can't get a job in ghost hunting. No. The, the interest has spurred an entire, entire community of paranormal enthusiasts who participate this is a little advertisement, so if you're interested in what it's talking about, it's a Facebook group called The Crescent Hotel Ghost Tours. And our 5,000 members from across the country have shared thousands of their photos and paranormal experiences while visiting the hotel. So, something you want to see. I mean, I would like to go see it, but uh, I know there's a video out there of it, so... I mean, that, that picture there, that picture that... looks like a figure, a white figure. It looks like someone in a, a, a suit, but that could just be because it's by the window and it's got a yeah matrix a and window ledge at the side. The thing is, that's the thing, when you look at a photo that's dark, I mean, it's got the violet light there, um, you can do a lot of matrix on yourself. You can picture and make something out of nothing. I mean, the, the thing that like I'm sitting looking at you, he's got the laser light all over, the little green dots, and not one has been disturbed. Yet the spirit's standing right in between them. Yeah. So to me, it highly states that that's a bit matrix and always a bit of a flare at the time of taking the photo. And all in all, it sounds like a very extremely haunted hotel that has a lot going on in it. I mean, if I had the money, I would like to go out and yeah, fly off to America. But, sadly, I'm poor. Yeah, you and me both. So, <coughs> lovely, lovely building. And it sounds like it has plenty going on in there. Um, but, I don't know. This, I would love to go and get that Theodora, touch her to us, bring her home, so she can do, like, all the housework. So then you can be even lazier than you are now. Yeah. If you knew, right... You had a spirit that was going to clean up after you. You'd never clean again. Do you know, I can imagine, right, she comes home with me and I turn her demonic because she's sick to death of the cleaning the mess. She'd be sick to death of all the cats. 
I'll be getting death threats on the mirror and everything. I'll be having a shower and she'll be drawing like, lines <laughs> in the mirror like, I'm going to hang you. and Play hangman. Yep, and then I'll be looking in the mirror and my face will be distorting and melting. That's just on an average day, that one. But she'll add the extra flowers coming out of her <laughs> You know. And that's because I, I would be messy because I wouldn't have to clean up after myself. I think Theodora's got it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I kind of want to do that to you and all. Friendship. It's not a very good thing. But we've come to the end of this episode anyway. Is there anything else you've got to say? No. No. Wasn't a very good story. Tomorrow's will be a better story. Right, anyway, I'd like to say thank you for joining us. Take care, stay safe, and don't let the spooks scare you too much. Bye. Bye.